Welcome to this week's edition of the St. Paul Podcast. I'm Peter Marty, Senior Pastor of St. Paul Lutheran Church, located in the heart of Davenport, Iowa. Right here each week, you can hear a message to inspire your walk with God and hear beautiful music to fill your life. Let this podcast be your occasion to contemplate some of the deepest things in life, just as I hope it helps faith come alive for you. Katie Warren, thank you for tuning into this worship podcast today. We are now in the second week of Advent, where themes of hope and peace continue to show up both in our music and our scripture readings. So today, we'll hear some words from the first chapter of the Gospel of Luke. And now, I'm going to read them to you, 
But the words are actually a song that was sung by a man named Zechariah in the days just after his son John was born. So if you have children of your own, you might remember the months leading up to that child's arrival and wondering just what the future might hold for this little one. You might have imagined what it would be like to see this child for the first time or what words you would use to greet them. And even if you don't have children of your own, you might imagine for a moment what joy or hope your own parents felt as you entered into their lives. So as you're picturing that, with that in mind, listen carefully to the very first words that Zechariah chooses to sing to John. What themes do you hear? What message is he trying to convey to his newborn son? We'll listen to Zechariah's words and then together think about just what they meant for John and then, of course, for each of us today. So here is Zechariah's song in the first chapter of Luke's Gospel, beginning with verse 67. Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke this prophecy. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for the Lord has looked favorably upon God's people and redeemed them. God has raised up a mighty Savior for us in the house of David, speaking through the mouth of the holy prophets, that we would be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us. Thus the Lord has shown mercy promised to our ancestors and has remembered God's holy covenant, the oath that was sworn to our ancestor Abraham, to grant that we, being rescued from the hands of our enemies, might serve the Lord without fear and holiness and righteousness all our days. And you, child, you will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way to give knowledge of salvation to the people by the forgiveness of their sins. By the tender mercy of our God, the dawn from on high will break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. Now, here's a reflection on those words from Zechariah, naming a few certain truths, that life is both very challenging and that God is present in the midst of it all. So take a listen. When I was in seminary, I spent a summer working as a chaplain at a large hospital in Omaha, Nebraska. And there are all sorts of memories that I continue to carry with me from that experience. The sights and smells of that hospital that I can still remember or the privilege of being invited into conversations with people in difficult situations as they were patients there. There's one element, though, that still sort of causes this almost visceral reaction whenever I hear it, which is the sound of Brahms' lullaby. The hospital, which I know other hospitals do as well, it had this ritual of sorts or practice of playing over their intercom system the first line or so of that sweet lullaby every time a baby was born. So not only on the maternity floor, but throughout the hallways or elevator, any corridors of the hospital, day or night, this gentle sound of the piano would ring out. It sounded something like this.
there were moments I can still remember where I would, I remember being in the elevator at about 2 a.m. one morning on the way to meet with a family in the ICU who were making some end-of-life decisions for a family member of theirs. And what do I hear in that elevator but the lullaby, the soft sounds coming through the speaker? Or I can remember walking down the hallway of the oncology floor, just about to head into a room of someone who's had this life-changing diagnosis for them. And there's that sound of the piano again. If only even for just a brief second, maybe even sometimes subconsciously, staff or patients, I know for myself, we would notice this song starting to play. And most days, it was hard not to smile when you would hear the music as this kind of signal of blessing and joy and goodness. That somewhere in this building, there was the beginning of new life. Even if just a floor below, there might be a life that was ending. It was this kind of constant or regular reminder that those things can and do coexist. That gentle melody is a way of repeating the truth that there is this constant hope for new life or renewed hope for the future. Even if the stark reality of illness or struggle or even death is also present. That Brahms lullaby it popped into my head this week as I was reading the words of Luke's gospel that I just read for you a moment ago, which I didn't sing them for you, but actually they are lyrics of a different kind of lullaby or song. They are sung by a father named Zechariah to his son, who we know as John the Baptist, just after John has been born. A quick background why, as to why Zechariah is breaking out into song here. It's because he has been unable to speak for the better part of the last nine months. An angel had appeared to Zechariah to tell him that his wife Elizabeth was going to give birth to a child. They were to name him John. But hearing all this, Zechariah, knowing they were old, they had yet to have children, it all sounded pretty ridiculous, impractical, unreal. So as a result, just for good measure, to make sure that he understood God was serious, Zechariah was told that he would be unable to speak until God's promise was fulfilled and John arrived. So here's where we pick up this morning. Months of silent waiting and thinking and wondering about the future. Months of time to think about this little child on the way and what his life would hold. What must have felt like endless days of silence left to ponder the realities of the world around him while he waited. Plenty of time, I am sure, to think about just what he was going to say when he finally had the chance to open his mouth and speak to his newborn son. So John is born, and Zechariah indeed opens his mouth and starts to sing this song. And his song basically names two realities. Number one, life is hard. That's my paraphrase of the song anyway. Life is hard. 
Zechariah says that throughout time, people have faced enemies and hatred, that we as God's people have sinned, we have failed and messed up, and we will probably do so again because we're human. We are in need of God's mercy and forgiveness. He continues by saying that death is an ever-present reality, and there are times when it will feel like darkness is all around us. Sounds like a great lullaby to sing to your child, right? But then Zechariah gets to the second part of his song where he says, You, child, you are blessed by God. You will be one who proclaims forgiveness to all people. You'll be surrounded by the tender mercy of God. At some point, in some way, God will break through whatever darkness is in your life and instead will bring light and joy and peace. That sounds maybe a little bit more like a lullaby we might sing. And all of it really isn't so different from that Brahms lullaby playing through hospital hallways, naming the joy of new life, even in the midst of struggle or heartache or sadness. Zechariah's song, his lullaby, it was a way of naming these two simultaneous realities that life is so challenging and so beautiful. It is possible to feel so overwhelmed and at peace, even all at the same time. The world that Zechariah and Elizabeth and now their John, that they were living in, It was a time of political unrest and constant threats of violence or wars. They didn't have the word COVID in their vocabulary or they weren't necessarily concerned about a global supply chain crisis. But if we made a list of their personal concerns or worries or fears, it probably wouldn't look all that different from ours. There's plenty going on in their lives to make them feel exhausted or anxious or uncertain. And in the midst of all of this, Zechariah sings a song of God's promises. Certain that God will provide care and safekeeping and love. Earlier this week, I was listening to a podcast where they were talking about the power of embracing this word and, A-N-D. And this isn't necessarily a revolutionary or new concept, but it struck me as particularly helpful this week. They were talking about how that word and allows for two truths that might appear contradictory to exist at the same time. So for instance, I was thinking about many conversations I have had with teenagers or really with people of all ages who have said something to the effect of, you know, I I used to believe in God But now I just have too many doubts or questions. I'm not sure I would call myself a Christian anymore. And I say to them something to the effect of, those don't have to disqualify each other. Put an and between those two sentences. You can say, I am a Christian, I believe in God, and I have all sorts of questions and doubts and wonderings. Those can both be true. Think about parents in this room of all these beautiful young children. It is possible, I am certain, you would say, you love your kids. You love them. And speaking from personal experience, you could probably also say that they are exhausting and draining. You love them 
and their hard work. Those two things can be true at the same time. Another example might be the act of forgiveness or reconciliation or repairing a relationship is incredibly difficult. It is sobering to admit where we have done wrong or failed or where we have work to do. And it can be entirely worth every ounce of effort it takes to repair a relationship, to make wrongs right again. This Christmas season can hold all kinds of joy and festivities and togetherness and happiness and be overwhelming and hold a variety of sadness or grief for many of us. A few weeks ago, I was reading the words of the 23rd Psalm at a funeral. I've read these words either to myself or aloud probably hundreds of times, but for whatever reason, they sounded different on that day. And it struck me as so interesting that here in this psalm that we so often turn to as words of comfort or peace in the midst of our own sorrow, in the middle of that psalm, it talks about being in the presence of enemies and walking through the darkest valley. That one of the most quoted passages of scripture speaks both of how I am walking through the valley of the shadow of death and at the same time I am not afraid because God's goodness and mercy accompany me along the way. Which brings us back to that lullaby in Luke's gospel. On the occasion of his son being born with months to plan his first words, Zechariah chose to sing of two truths strung together by that tiny, easily overlooked word, and. Life will be challenging, he sings to John. You are sure to struggle with fear and grief and with enemies of all varieties, emotional, physical, spiritual. And if you know anything about John the Baptist's story, you know those are all accurate. And, Zechariah says, you, child of God, you will be surrounded by the tender mercy of God. God will light, be your light in the midst of darkness. God will guide you in peace. He might have been singing to John that day, but those words could be sung to every generation afterwards, since the realities are pretty much all the same. From the moment you were born, God made all sorts of promises to you that there will be joys and sorrows, there are good days and bad, dreams that are achieved and hopes that are left unfulfilled. From time to time, though, if we listen really carefully, we might just notice what has the sound, the appearance of that Brahms lullaby, Zechariah's song that's being sung again in each of our lives. As people of faith, we get to live right in the middle of that word, and. Yes, life is certain to hold its challenges and struggles, and by the tender mercies of God, Zechariah sings. God's light will break through the darkness, and God's peace will be made known to all. Amen.
We turn now to God in prayer, speaking those words that Jesus has taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Whatever the coming days may hold for you, whether it's ups and downs, joy and exhaustion, or whole spectrum of other experiences, may you be blessed with peace in knowing that God promises to walk with us through it all. Amen. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast, and thanks for your support of the ministries of St. Paul Lutheran Church. Our commitment to projects that lend hope to other people stretches across the country and around the world. We hope that in a good way you feel a part of that reach. Tune in next Thursday for another edition of the St. Paul Podcast.